Hey, brother. Hello, brother. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 19. I can't believe it's 19 already. Of Match Wits, I'm your host, Steve, alongside my younger brother, Chris. That's me. All right. Match Wits, if this is your first time with us, uh, we're a nostalgia-infused pop culture podcast. My brother and I talk about a whole bunch of different stuff, typically starting on one topic, finishing on another. Um, one of the things we do uh, on this podcast, we have a, a, a tally. My brother and I like to do dollar bets on on facts, who's right or who's wrong. That goes all the way back to like to our childhood. Uh, so last episode, we had two dollar bets. Uh, Chris won one. Uh, that was the who wrote Hearts of Darkness, uh, which inspired yeah. the movie Apocalypse Now. And then mine was whether Mel Gibson um, directed, uh, Braveheart. directed Braveheart. So yeah. we're back even at I still owe Chris two dollars. Damn right. So, so in this episode, we're actually going to get into uh, uh, and do another quiz. We did a quiz back on episode 17 uh, where I was going to give Chris ac- access to the Twitter account. Mm. Um, he got 4.25 out of 10. Uh, so we're going to kind of do a redemption thing. Uh, we're going to talk and go through some trivia, use that as the basis for this week's podcast. However, before before we do that, um, uh, right, you know, personally, I've got <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff going on right now. So we're in the process of of moving which, you know, we just moved from the East Coast to the West Coast. It'll be two years um, in, in August, and now we, we bought a house from moving again. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I bring this up because um, moving is – and it, it didn't dawn on me till yesterday till I was packing up, uh, what, seven video game systems and putting them back <laughs> in the box. How much I like moving but hate packing. Yep. So <laughs> I'm sitting yep. there packing a NES, a – and uh, Nintendo 64, a GameCube, a PlayStation 1, a Sega Genesis, a Wii, a Wii U. And I'm like, I don't even think these were even plugged in. I mean, or they, or they were plugged into the television. I don't think that we played them like much than playing like Excite Bike on the Nintendo. <laughs> don't, so, don't, sell, don't sell Excite Bike short, man. That's a fantastic I, game. I love Excite Bike. So I bring, I bring that up because, um, you know, you you and I growing up, we did not. I mean, I don't think you you moved once, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I moved from Wayne Street to Woodbine. Yep. Right. So again, if you're new to the podcast, Chris and I is about seven years. There, there is seven years between us. Um, yep. So um, a nice generational gap there, uh, which makes this hopefully makes this podcast interesting. Um, but so <laughs> I moved. Hopefully. <laughs> so so I moved. Um, Man, when, when we were five, so this was before this before, before I existed. Yep. We moved from our our duplex to to Wayne Street. So Wayne Street is kind of our our, our childhood home, right? Yep. Because and I lived there from the time I was five until the time I was eighteen, and then I go away to college. <laughs> we uh, moved. <laughs> uh, I get a I get a card in the mail, not a phone call. I get a card in the mail. Hope all's going well at school. P.S. We moved. Now. We moved. We no longer live in the house you called home. <laughs> Sorry. Right. All my stuff was packed up, all my G.I. Joes, everything. And all of a sudden, I come home from my first visit after being away at IUP. In the fall, I come home and we're in a different house. Yep. So I bring that up just because we had a lot of, you know, that 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 house in Wayne Street was our, you know, that was our that was our homestead. And then again, you moved, uh, what were you, like 11, 12? Yeah. That's yeah. when I was away at school because of the seven-year difference. So you I think moved, it was right. fifth grade, I think. So, yeah, right around then. Right. So we had that, uh, uh, like, I feel like I had that tremendous stability. And then, you know, got the rug kind of pulled out from under me when I went to school. And then ever since then, you know, moved around every couple of years. Uh, we yeah. did we did stay our late, you know, when uh, we got married and settled down. Stayed for 10 years in the same house, which is the longest I've lived in any place since that house on, on Wayne Street. So. <laughs> Uh, moving, moving's a, there's an exciting thing about moving, but again, there's, there's also the whole pack up all your stuff and move it. You realize how much crap you accumulate. So, did, well, Steve, I mean, did I ever, did I ever tell you a story about when I would, well, one time I was in Erie, I decided to go back and drive past the Wayne street house and they had changed the fluorescent pink 2626 off the front of the house. And like, I felt a pinge of sadness. Like Aaron just kind of looked at me. She was like, what's wrong? I was like, they changed the letters. And she goes, what? I was like, when we grew up, the, the letter or the numbers on our house were fluorescent pink. And I don't know why. And I don't know if it was always that way, but they were hot pink. 26, 26 Wayne Street. And they changed it to just like a normal gold or they were like wood or something like that. Right. But like, I just felt that pinch of sadness. Like if you were going to get rid of them, like give them to me. I would love to display them <laughs> downstairs with my weird knickknacks that I've acquired over the years. And right. Just, yeah. Well, and 
and they, they were probably red at one point because that probably um, um you know they they were pink because i think they were faded that house was built and this is the beauty of zillow right that house was built in the 1920s it was a Christmas nice. style house uh, you know and in, in, in your your when you're a kid everything is huge right so to me that house was three thousand square feet and in reality i looked i looked it up on zillow recently how much was it um the zillow estimate on that house is sixty six thousand dollars <laughs> How how many square feet though? Uh, oh, sorry. The uh, oh, I can pull. This. I, yeah, I didn't want to. Like, we didn't need to kind of you know, economic shame us. <laughs> no, but it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you should look. We're, I, I looked up, our, I looked that, up like, our grand. I looked at the house my dad, our dad grew up in, and uh, it doesn't have a price. Yeah, I was just saying, ten grand, much less than that. Uh, I'm sorry. So it's, it's still here in Zillow. It is. Oh, they don't have the square footage. Yeah. Um, well, they probably doubled the square footage when they finished the basement for you. Yeah. <clears throat> I want to say it was 2,000 square feet. No way. Way smaller, dude. You think? Way smaller. I would say 1,400 tops. All right. I felt like it was on. I'm curious. And that, like now, I want to now I want to look it up, dude. Like my my house now is like I don't know, I'm not sounding hoity toity, but it's big and it's way bigger yeah. than our Wayne Street house. And no. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would like look up the Woodbine one. Like look up the Woodbine Terrace house. I would imagine that. Oh, that's like fifteen hundred square feet. Yeah, and that was bigger than our Wayne Street one. Nah, eh, maybe not. Yeah, Those bed, like, our bedrooms anyways. are at home when we were when we were kids were big. Like we shared a room growing up, and that was <laughs> relatively big. Right. Hence all the damage. Yeah, hence that's why they the, built a bit. Um, the uh, th room in the basement, so we didn't kill each other. Yeah, Dad's house now is thirteen hundred square feet. Okay. So, anyways, um, and and then the thing with that, the thing with the house on Wayne Street, right, is and, and moving. So, that essentially that house was sold at my graduation party, right? So, Pat and Kathy Ross, who were my bosses at Let There Be Drums, bought that house. So when I came back, I had a different house, and I was working for them over the summer, and they were living in a house I grew up in, <laughs> and they would have me house sit. <laughs> so I watched the OJ police chase on their couch in that house when I was in college. That's funny. Was the yeah. the brown the brown nope. wallpaper with nope. the roses still on it? No, 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 no. Oh. They painted that white. So the thing Lame. is, Pat still lives in that house. So Kathy, does he really? Yep, yeah, Kathy, rest in peace. She she passed away like ten years ago uh, from cancer. But Pat still lives in that house, and he converted. I saw this on Facebook. He converted. The dining room, the dining room where we broke the chair. Yep. He converted that to a drum studio. So <laughs> painted the walls. And Steve, it's... you got to tell that story. You got to tell a story about us breaking the chair. You can't just say it in passing and expect people to know it. So Steve and I, <laughs> like the seven-year difference, Steve and I had a very contentious relationship growing up. I wanted to hang out with my cool older brother, and he wanted to do no nothing to do with me. So I don't even remember how we got into the fight, but you were chasing me around the dining room table, and, of course, seeing too many Bugs Bunny cartoons, I was like, I got to slow him down <laughs> somehow. So I pulled the chair out in front of you, and you ran into it, and it pushed the whole thing forward and snapped the leg off the chair. And for that split second, we looked at each other, and we put aside all of our differences, and we're like, we got to fix this now before we get killed. So the only thing we could think of was hot glue so we got the hot glue gun out and glued the leg of this chair back on and moved it over to the side like we had an extra chair you know when we put the eaves in the chair when we had like family functions but we never really did at our house because we always either went to grandma and grandpa's up in conneat or somebody else's house that was more conducive to fitting that many people but i remember the one time we did they went to go put aunt helen now aunt helen was an ex-marine was a no nonsense, but she's a sweet lady. But she was a bigger gal. Like that's just where she our was, yeah. She was big boned. She and was... they went to go put her in that chair. And I remember <laughs> the two of us were on opposite sides of the room, and we just locked eyes, and we just both had that look like we need to come clean right now. We're like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. And they're like, what? And I think you just went up and put your foot on it, like just to rest your foot on it, and the leg snapped off immediately and <laughs> fell on the ground. And I remember they just turned and looked, and Dad just looks at the, picks up the leg and looks at it, and he goes, hot glue? And we just both started laughing, and we're like, yeah. And they're like, how long ago was that? And it easily was a year, 18 No, it months? was like five years, right? Oh, yeah. Because I, I, feel, 
I feel like that we did that whole thing. <laughs> it was it was multiple years, like oh, yeah. to the point now where like the uh, statute of limitations were out on that. You know, I was, sure. and, and I think it was my gra- my high school graduation, so I didn't give a shit. Maybe right? <laughs> like I'm, I'm leaving home, but. <sighs> I, I want to say, like, maybe I was, like, 13 or 14, which would have put you, like, 7 six. or 8. Yeah, it's six, yeah, 6 or 7. Yeah, and and so it broke, and it sat in the corner. No, we never used that chair. And I just never. remember, like, getting real tense, like, if anybody's going to sit in it. And, of course, Aunt Helen, who was, again, bigger. And I just remember, like, nope, sorry. Nope. And, nope. We, and we told the whole story, but it was, which is a great story. Because we, yeah. I mean, it was, I would say, like... That was not mom and dad's dining room table. That was grandma and grandpa's yep. dining room table. It was like heirloom quality, but yep. not great heirloom quality. But, no, but it was heirloom, which means it had sentimental attachment. And it snapped the leg off this, and it was it was like a, a one piece yep. kind of form. You know, it was like it was it was, a, it was an it ornate was leg, and it just quality right worth off. putting it back together because you couldn't really tell. Like we no, knew good. structurally that it was no good, but and if it was anybody else, like if anybody like our age or one of our cousins went and sat in it, we would have just done the Tommy Boy. We would have been, "Would you do?" It's immediately, <laughs> but they picked the, like it was like her or grandma and grandpa are like the only people that we would feel bad if they fell over. And it was, I think, it was right after Anne Helen had one of her multiple knee surgeries, so she wasn't really moving around. And I just remember they were like grabbing her hands to kind of lower her down, and we just both looked at each other like, "Nope, nope, nope," and we just came like pushing past people. We're like, "That's not a good idea." And then we had to come clean in front of everybody, and everybody laughed. And like, we didn't get in trouble. I don't. I remember not. No, getting like in I said, trouble. Statue of Limitations was up on that. It wasn't yeah. like a you know you jokers, and it was and it was in the middle of a family party, so where was sure. you know there was going to be no conflict there. So yeah. if, if there was a time to come clean on on breaking a chair, I wish we. St- Dad got rid of that dining room set, didn't he? I wish we still uh-huh. had that, just that one chair. Dude, I don't know. It might still be there. No, I think that chair is unsafe. <laughs> no, no, no. That the dining the dining set the that dining room set might still be at Dad's house. I don't mm-hmm. remember them getting rid of that because that fits in that dining room yeah, off yeah. the kitchen really well. So right. I don't know. Maybe who knows? But I love that story. It was one yeah. of the few times where we just we looked at each other like no words were spoken. It was just like, yep, we got to come clean right now. We did. <laughs> It was so. like it was the other time. So there was a lot of us fighting, right? So that was sure. chasing you, and also when that thing broke, we snapped to attention and we fixed yep. it. The other time was, for some stupid reason, the top of the stairs at that house had a a, a door with like nine panes of glass, panes of glass. or yep. a dozen. Like it was a it was a whatever, and. I think we were doing the same thing. You were trying to hold me downstairs or vice versa, and somebody put their hand through the window. That was me. No, you were trying to keep me upstairs because you locked me upstairs with one of your stupid masks that you tormented <laughs> me with. And I was terrible. Dude, I, that was at the Wayne Street house. Like, that was, I couldn't have been more than five or six. So I was terrified, and you closed the door to the downstairs, and I was banging on it, and I put my hand right through it. I'm surprised, like, dude, that was old plate glass, too. Like, that should have shredded my hand and arm. Yeah, should have, but didn't. Yeah, like our cousin Bob, when he pushed his hand through the plate glass and had to get, like, 100 stitches up his arm. Um, But I think that one, too, we we cleared the glass out of it, and it took mom... It it wasn't five years like the chair, but it took mom a long time to realize it. There was a... There was not a, like there was just, one yeah. that was just not there. It was just not there. It's not like we put saran wrap or like plexiglass over it. We just left it empty because they never closed it. Like it was just, it was at the top of the stairs. So the only time they would close it is if they had like people over when we were kids, but they never did. So like that door <laughs> was never closed. And I remember she may have cleaned behind it or something and like looked down and like went to tap the glass and then just put her hand right through yeah. it. And she just came downstairs and... I don't even know who the first one she came to was, but like, hey, I think there's a pane of glass missing from that door. We both played dumb. Like, what? No way. How did that happen? <laughs> what did you do? What would you do? And so, and, and the weird thing is, so, you know, that, that house has so many memories for us. That was our childhood sure. home, right? And I know you moved again when 11 or 12, so you don't have quite the memories that I do. Um, but going back and being in that house after it's not yours was really weird. Like, it sure. was... It was a, that that brown wallpaper was gone, and the reason we had the brown wallpaper come to find out is the plaster was so cracked. The only way you could hide it was with a really dark, really busy color. Because <laughs> when when they painted it, you could like, oh man, that's bubbling over here and it's un, like uneven. Because plaster is just hard to deal with, and that's sure. an old house it was built in the nineteen twenties. But anyways, being in that house where the colors changed and the furniture is different, and they're using it for different things, it, it, it was weird. Um, 
but the fact that Pat still lives there was always in the back of my mind is like we could go there you know the next time we're in Erie we could go and you know I could ring up Pat and be like hey we'd really, really like to come see the do some do a walk down memory lane and come see the house but it would be weird it I kind of want to dude I'd be down for that yeah it's 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 tricky when somebody else is in there because not yours anymore but you sure. see the bones of it right you see the the structure right it's and, not the home anymore but it's the, it's still the building yeah and it's not necessarily that i want to go through and inspect it like i just kind of want to walk around the outside and look out back and stuff you can't do that to somebody's house who you don't know like you just show up and it's some dude standing in your backyard and you're like hey what are you doing i'm like i used to live here like no that, that, that's <laughs> so? what they call the pat they call the paddy wagon like yeah you don't live here anymore <laughs> crazy person so all right so that's where we're in the middle of we're gonna move in a couple of weeks we're in the middle of packing and doing all that stuff so i'm stoked for the studio dude i pull up those pictures every once in a while like he, the new place has like that bar i think that looks awesome i can't wait to come and visit and stay in the barn and yeah. podcast out of there yeah well i mean we don't, we don't know if we're gonna put the studio on the barn but there's also a separate studio so we got there's a ton of potential there we just gotta get packed up and moved and and luckily, we moved cross country two years ago, so I got rid of my, my vintage arcade game collection, yeah. all my '78 records. So we're a far lighter weight family than we used to be, which is going to make this move a little bit easier. Sure, and the kids are a little bit older too, so it's a little bit easier. When you move with like kid kids, like if I try to move with Brody right now, it'd be just a nightmare. Oh yeah. So yeah, the kid, we're making like you know Charlie's got an extensive Nerf gun collection. We're trying to get <laughs> downsize, and the Legos we're trying to get you know downsize those. So, anyways. Moving is moving is fun. Packing sucks. All right, so let's get into it. So as I mentioned, two episodes ago would be episode seventeen. Go back and listen to it because I think it was pretty funny. Uh, we did a, I did a quiz, kind of unannounced to Chris. I did a quiz and I tried to pick questions that I were thought were in wheelhouse. <laughs> I I probably missed. Okay, I did miss. I he missed did. on some of them. Uh, Bell Bib DeVoe. Somehow he knows New Edition, but not Bell Bib DeVoe. Anyways. No, um, I, I do know Belle Viv DeVoe. I just don't know all of their real names. Okay. When they were when they were when they were all in New Edition, they all went by their real names. You know what I mean? Like that's why I know who Johnny Gill and Bobby Brown and all of those people are, is because they went by their real names and they sung their names in their songs quite frequently. Belle Viv DeVoe was just Belle Viv DeVoe, to me at least. Fair enough. All right, so I think and so this quiz, I think you prepared some questions for me. I sure did. Uh, I have some questions for you, and I think the questions are going to – what was the agreement? We were going to do some pop culture. We were going to do some stuff from our childhood. Is that kind of – Sure. I, I, well, actually, my wife, Erin, came up with an excellent way for me to, to base my, my questions on. I have a lot of questions that have to do with the people you have tattooed on your body. So if they're tattooed on your body, Steve, you better know about them. Oh, that's not fair. I'm most not. Cer- I, I most certainly up. is. I you asked me come- Belle Biv DeVoe's real name, and then you asked me Thomas Magnum's middle name. I know, but I was that. Those are like if you know them, you're you're like that's it's a tough trivia thing. I wasn't trying to embarrass you with any of those questions because I don't think anybody knew the answer to those questions. So, anyways, I picked I picked questions for this episode that I thought would be funny, um, and lighthearted. So there you go. I have some funny ones. How are we going to? Are we doing all ten? Or are we going to do one and one? You know, no, what I, I mean? think like, we do one. I think we do one and one. Okay. Who because, wants to start? Again, I uh, uh, I picked questions, and again, I, I went back and forth with stuff that you know, um, kind of from our childhood, not necessarily pop culture, and then I did some pop culture stuff. Sure, I did. Yeah, a lot of the stuff is things that you introduce me to or things that I know you like that might they they should be fair questions at least and I went through and there were a lot of unfair ones I was just like okay I, I eliminated those because even if you are infatuated with certain things you're not going to know all the minutiae about it so right, right. I eliminated some but I, I, some and, you should know and learning from the, the last time we did it I, I tried to stay away from the minutiae stuff and I tried <laughs> to be again make it more fun Sure. tricky whatever and tried to stay away because with the internet like we could go yeah. on like I, for me the thomas magnum middle name thing that and i just remember that being a question in trivial pursuit that i remembered i don't remember a lot of trivial pursuit questions but i remember that one i was like that was that was that was a ridiculous question so many it was a ridiculous show. question especially if it was only mentioned once in the ten yeah. like the entire tenure of the show like that's yeah. not fair and, then, and, and again Full disclosure. Some of those, like the who, who else? What did I have? Like who was up for? 
uh, Walter White. Yeah, yeah. Like, who were two of the people that were rumored to be up for Walter White before they they cast Brian Cranston? Like, and there was Broderick a lot, lot of people. Yeah. Like, they probably yeah. ca- like t- screen tested at least thirty to forty people before yeah. they. So I tried to stay away from that this time, like going sure. through IMDb and looking through the trivia and being like, "Oh, that's a good trivia question." Be like, "That stuff is minutia buried, whatever." Yeah. So some of it's interesting, sure, but. I don't expect most people to know it. Like, if I read something and go, oh, that's interesting. Like, if I didn't know it, then there's probably a reason that I don't because it's minutia. So, all right. So, I'm going to start, and I have audio ones, right? Okay. So, and again, I'm, uh, we'll try with this one again. I think you'll, it's funny. I say, I think you'll get it. I think it's in your wheelhouse. To, to, was it Benny or Renfrey's point? Like, do they know your wheelhouse? <laughs> yeah, my wheelhouse is pretty big, but you went to like the low and inside wheelhouse. All right, so we're going to start with an audio one. Um, okay. I want the the group name is obvious. I want the the real names and or <laughs> the stage names. Okay. Okay, it's crisscross. It's Mac Daddy and Daddy Mac. Yep. And they're both named Chris. I know that. That's why they're called crisscross. And yep. I don't know what their last names are. One was Kelly, one was Smith. I'll give you credit for that. Okay. Yeah. I did I <laughs> All right. So this is I'm going to throw myself on the mercy of the court on this one. I tried to wear my clothes backward once. <laughs> and I came downstairs. And it was when that came out, I couldn't have been more than like 10 or 11 years old. So that was like the cool gimmick thing. And I remember coming down with my, I had, uh, overall shorts. And I remember if, <laughs> remember when overall shorts were really popular and like right. wearing it with the one strap down was kind of like the right. cool thing. I remember I came down with them and I was going to like one of those prep dances, like one of those grade school prep dances. And I came down with my overalls on backwards, my hat on backwards. And dad just looked at me and goes, yeah, no. Go go back upstairs. <laughs> and I had to go back upstairs and change. I remember that. I don't know that overall shorts is the best. It's thing not a good look to be. It's not backwards. a good look to begin with, Steve. I'm pretty sure I was wearing like sambas with like black socks. Like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it was that time frame. It was the late '80s, early '90s. Like everybody, right. when people think '80s, everyone's like, "Hey, everyone wore neon and stuff." Like no, that, that that's '80s from people that clearly don't know what the '80s were actually like. Like there was, I had some neon stuff. We had like Hobie or Ocean Pacific or whatever those surfer brands were. But <laughs> Hobie, yeah, yeah. But no, the rest of it was all overall shorts, right. <laughs> hypercolor t-shirts. Okay, so that's one I point a, for you. I, I, point. Again, I felt like that was your. Know, I felt like you listened to Criss Cross because that yeah. was your age and everything. I so still good, have good, the. Good, I, I have the single. I remember that was one of the first. <laughs> I, 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 say, I think I remember you had the single. Yep, I, right. I still do. All right, so growing up, you and I both used to collect ample amounts of sport cards, sporting cards, football and baseball were our two primary ones. You notoriously accused me of stealing one of your most valuable cards. Which I did. <laughs> I most certainly did. And I and I stole the Ricky Henderson rookie card and I sold it to get an entire page full of Tom Glavin, uh, Greg Maddox, and Steve Avery rated rookie cards, which were more valuable and I believe are still more valuable to this day. What year was Ricky Henderson's rookie year? I was going to ask you his middle name. Do you want that? No, because <laughs> no. you know what his, so, so you know what his so, middle name is Nelson. Um, what? Ricky Henderson's middle name is Nelson. His name that, is that Ricky Ricky Nelson Henderson. Okay, so this is going to get real interesting. My next question, which was going to be my first question, was <laughs> true or false? Chris once traded Ricky Hen- a Ricky Henderson rookie card for Garbage Pail Kids. No, it wasn't Garbage Pail. They kids. were Garbage Pail Kids. No, they weren't. Steve. They were not Tom Glavin. Nope. Yes, they were. No, I did. Like, I know what I, I, I traded, I traded it to Billy Damari. Billy Damari gave me, I can get Billy Damari on the horn right now. And I, he can, he can vouch for the fact it was Tommy Maddox or Greg Maddox, uh, Tom Glad or not Tom Glad. Yeah. Tom Glavin and Steve Avery rookie cards. Cause they all came in at the same time. Look at right. their rookie years. They were all the same year and it all should right. have been like 1989 or whatever it was. Yes, I 100% stole that, Steve. And guess what? I know, I still, I know you did. but I, I still I, have your Bubba Smith, your Ahmad Rashad, your Paul yeah. Warfield. I have all those old ones. All right. All 
A so, Cal Ripken's rookie card? I'm pretty sure. Oh, the future stars with Cal yep. Ripken. Yeah. Um, That's all sealed at Dad's house unless you stole pretty, them back. Pretty sure they were garbage pail kids. Okay, now. <laughs> all right. Ricky Henderson's rookie year. All right, that would have been. Don't be looking it up. I'm not. Cheater. I'm not. I'm not. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm going between like. Thinking Cal Ripken. I'm trying, that's I'm a, to, I'm that's a to fair get, question. It is. It's a completely fair question. Ugh. 82. <laughs> Wrong. 1979. Damn it. I was going to go with the year you were born. I was like, ah. That's zero for Steve. That's a fair question, though. That is a completely fair question. That is and a good yet, question. And yes, I most certainly I most certainly stole that from but you. Th- now you stole my question, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Steve, that's what, when you were, I forget how long ago, it was. I was thinking about buying it. I went and found it on eBay, and I was going to buy it and send it to you in, like, one of those super thick card holders, like, mm-hmm. so you can display it on your wall. But, yeah. Because you well, want to I remember when you went to go sell it, you were going to take it up to what was the card place on 38th Street that we used to go up to? That we oh, used to I go remember. Get, it was like, yeah, it was the stamp the, place. Yeah, yeah. Beck, Beckett's. We used to buy the Beckett's up there that would tell yeah, you all yeah. the, the card values. I remember you were like, yeah, I'm going to go trade that in because you needed money for something. And you were like, I'm going to trade that in. And I'm like, I don't know where it is. I lost it. No, that was that's that's in lore. That's in family lore. <laughs> I knew yeah. you tra- but I'm pretty sure you traded it for Garbage Pail Kids. I did not. All right. Well,. Well, crap! That was one of my good ones. Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pop culture, family style. Um, yeah. Name the citrus soda slash mixer that our grandparents seemed to have a never never ending supply of. This would have been our uh, the Marlows. Mellow yellow. Mm, no, it was it was more more rare than mellow yellow. Same vein. More more rare. I'll give you a hint on that one. Squirt. Nope. Similar. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Wink. Wink. I just see I don't I don't remember that at all. That was too too nuanced. Yeah. It, it was very similar to Squirt. Okay. Uh Wink was very regionalized. I think they mixed it with their Canadian mist and their Canadian club, but I remember them like they always had two liters of Wink and we would go down the basement, I would just yep. like guzzle <laughs> Wink soda because it was super sweet and citrusy. It was like it was like grapefruit. That's that's where my penchant for for some reason, I firmly believe that Coca-Cola out of glass bottles tastes better than anything else. And that's where it comes oh, from yeah. is because they used to have that stockpile underneath the stairs in the Conneaut house back where they used to keep that. What was the old school video game console? Was it the Texas Instruments? No, it was the Coleco. Um, the, is the, that what it was? It was were the we... Coleco uh, Pong. or uh, the? It was the Pong. They had the, it was the Coleco, but it was the Pong type of thing with the no dials. they had yeah the the controllers were that but they well i don't think it was because you used to be able to do a thing where you could like make faces where you could change out the eyes and you could do all sorts of stuff like it was a game console and i remember mm. i, th- I yeah, thought it was texas instruments though but that's where all that comes from is just being uh, down oh, in the yeah, basement yeah, we had the yeah it was a texas instrument it was like a computer yeah yeah basically yeah. it was ti 994 a had the uh you could record stuff to cassette Yep. To load it in back in the memory. Yep. I do remember that. That's, yeah. See, you we're can build a custom pinball machine thing. We're tech yeah. nerds from the beginning. Oh, I forgot about the custom pinball thing. Oh, yeah, so good. good. All right. All right. So, so okay, fair question to, or too, yeah. too nuanced? Yeah. It's fair. It, it's a little bit before my time, but. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, growing up, your favorite band, well, one of your favorite bands was Judas Priest. Yes. Judas Priest. I was going to ask you the original members of Judas Priest, but that's a little because Rob Halford wasn't in it and it wasn't like they didn't even make their first album until later iterations. But they notoriously went on trial for a subliminal message that caused two kids to commit suicide. Mm, yeah, they what, made a documentary on that. What year was it and what song? What song was the one that had the supposedly backmass do it in it? Do it, yep. And what what year was the trial? I want to say the trial would have been... Man. <laughs> it's a good question, it, right? Yeah. No, it is, it's a great question. I'm trying to... So was it the song in the, in the year? Or what, yeah. What, 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 what or you can add one or the other. I would prefer both, and you can get half points, but I don't care. It's not like we have money. I, mean, I think the trial didn't happen to like. 
87? Final answer? Yeah. No, 1990. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. And the song, man. Uh, can I give you the album? I want to see. Sure. Was, was, it, was it off a. Of, <laughs> it was off the album Stained Class. It was off the album Stained Class. But that yeah. wasn't part of the question, so you don't get any points. Give <laughs> <laughs> me the album. It was off of Stained Class. Uh, the name, the name of the song. I'll give you a hint. The name of the song sounds like something that would recommend suicide or Beyond the Realms of Death. No, Better You Than Me. Oh, Better by You, Better Than Me. It just says Better You Than Me. Yeah, okay. But that's what it says. But yeah, 1990. I was going to ask you what year Rob Halford finally came out as gay. No, where he just let it drop in an MTV interview and, like, and then all of a sudden <laughs> right. everybody was like wait what and he's like yeah as a gay man I feel completely blah 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 and I was like whoa okay makes a lot of sense now looking back at the way he dressed but that was 1998 that's, that, that's a good question so, so, so I'm, I'm zero points you're one zero point. points that's a fair question though you loved Judas Priest I did yeah. still do I went to saw him so, a concert last year but like they're original I'm not members go see him again. I'm not gonna go see him again well, that's why, like, I originally had multiple questions about them, but I decided that I wanted to vary them a little bit. Do you know where their name came from? Where the name Judas Priest came from? Mm. No. It's off Bob Dylan's song, The Ballad of Frankie Lee and Judas Priest. Oh, there you go. It's a Dylan song from, like, the 60s that Al Atkins and Bruno Stapenhill, it's Bruno Stapenhill apparently was the original bass player, and love that song and love Bob Dylan and always like the name Judas Priest. So he, that's what he named. But like Halford didn't come into like the third or fourth iteration of it. He was mm -hmm. in a band like in a band called Hiroshima with the drummer that he brought. Once I started going down that rabbit hole, I was like, all right, that's yeah, not yeah. fair. That's not fair at all. With that. No, and some question, of those, so. I mean, some of those albums, those early albums were made like, I mean, when I was born, they go back to early seventies. Sure. Um, yeah, when I started actually looking at the history, I was like, all right, I can't go into those. That's just unfair. <laughs> I mean, I could name, like, if, if you said who all right, who were the like, recording members from the album Sin After Sin, which I think was 1977. It was. Simon Phillips. Simon Phillips, who's a, a, a tremendous studio drummer. Yeah. Um, he played with Townsend. He's played with everybody. Like he, he was, he, uh, But he was, it, like, 18 years old. And he, it was, like, before Dave Holland or something was going they were between drummers yep. he recorded at 18 and which is still probably one of their best like from a from a from a drumming perspective one of their best albums sin after sin and it was halford and then you had kk and glenn tipton yep. ian hill and then simon phillips on drums yeah and they apparently offered phillips to stay with the band and he was like no nah, i'm good and he went off and did <laughs> did a bunch of other other bands and stuff yeah, like that which, but yeah his his and if you you know and this was something where we're, we're going to get real obscure so uh, <laughs> white city from pete townsend right okay. which dad loved pete townsend right from the who mm -hmm. white city that song face to face where he like there's a do you know that song you, we should look it up anyway vaguely simon phillips plays drums on that song it's got this shuffle in it and it's it's amazing so anyways listen to white city by uh pete townsend, pete townsend. simon phillips plays drums on he's awesome all right you're over two all right, I'm, I'm one for two. You're, you're, no, you haven't got your second question yet. Yeah, the All wink right. one was. Oh right, yeah, so you're one for two. I'm gonna do another audio one. Okay. I want, I want, um, I want name of the song and or artist. Okay. Oh, is this the original or is this the? That was that was it. That was that's what it was. But you talk, the, there, the, there's a famous when when Ed Lover did the Ed Lover dance. It was to the remix. It was to the "Let Me Clear My Throat" by Oh man. We used to listen all the time in college. Who is that by? Let me clear my throat. Ba -da 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 -da. But that's the one that Ed Lover did the dance to. That no, song I the, originally. I want the, I want the original I one. I don't know. The the, the the let me clear my throat version is all I hear. I can't I can't even separate the right. two at that point. Okay, because there was the original, the uh, that horn line comes from another song. If sure. You, the the it's the 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 forty five king, and it was the nine hundred number. Was that like if you okay. listen to it, it's just that over and over. There's no it was, it was basically it's a, a loop. It was a breakbeat record. It was a B side. Okay. 
and it was this, this is what it was, which it was again sampled everywhere. Yeah, uh, but that was the that was the original. Okay, yeah, I knew the, you knew the Ed Lover dance. I knew. Yeah. Um, so the Let Me Clear My Throat is did we played that all the time in college? All right. So all right, that's a fair question. Okay, good. All right, so one for three. I, I think that does it for my audio questions. All right. Okay, so moving on to my third question. Now, we both grew up. Gigant, well, you turned me on to Johnny Cash at a, a young age. You mm. gave me the book Cash by Johnny Cash. What was the where? What uh, branch of service did he serve in, and what was his highest rank? Oh man, that's from that's from Cash. I remember I remember the branch, but I didn't remember the. I can give you a different one if you'd like. That's, no, that's, a, that's tough a good one. one. It's funny. I've been looking for a copy of like when every time I go to like Goodwill or something, I look for a copy of Cash, like a paperback. I think I like still have has. yours. If yeah. I if I find it, I'll mail it to you. I yeah, think I still have the one that you you gave it to me when we went to Europe. Yeah, I want. I've been wanting to reread it. So yeah. I can give you an alternative if you'd no, like, but you no. only get the. He was. I want to say he was. Um, I'm looking at I'm, I'm mentally going through pictures. I'm looking um, at Wikipedia. I mean, I'm look, no, thinking hard. No, no, I, no I'm <laughs> going to keep this honest. Um, that's a good question. Um, I feel like he was too tall for the Air Force. I can give I'm going go, to go Army, and his highest rank was. Lieutenant. No. He was in the Air Force and he was a staff sergeant. Yeah. Not even but my, my other two questions regarding Johnny Cash who wrote A Boy Named Sue? Oh, Shel Silverstein. Shel Silverstein. And what, what Indian nation adopted, adopted Johnny Cash due to all of his philanthropic efforts about Native Americans? Cherokee? No, Seneca. Hmm. Those are fair. All right, so I get a third? Those are totally fair. No. I think the. No, the... You, did, you got nothing. The question was, what branch and what rank? All right. I'm four. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I, again, I don't have enough questions for you. All right. I'm going to give you... All right. What movie was Robin Williams' first animated film? Hint, it's not Aladdin. First animated film. Uh, Robin Williams' first animated film. And it wasn't Aladdin. It was not Aladdin. Ooh. The Flubber? No. I guess that's not I guess that's not animated. Um oof. Can I get a year? Yeah, you have to give me a second. <laughs> I have to give that. Just hold on. Fair enough. I still remember the first time I, I found out that Boy Named Sue was written by Shel Silverstein. I was infatuated with Shel Silverstein growing up, and I had no idea. 92. Um, yeah, we talk, didn't we talk about it on one of the earlier Probably. podcasts? talked about that, or we were going to. I texted you about it at one point. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't know until you told me. 1992? Yep. His first animated. <sighs> I don't know. Even if I guessed Treasure Island? I don't know. What was it? Fern Gully. Oh, stupid Fern Gully. <laughs> this is what the end of Lost was. The glowing cave was Fern Gully. And, and I would have accepted <laughs> Rabbit Ears Pecos Bill. He was, a, he was the narrator, but I really mm. was looking for a voice part. I would have accepted either. But Fern Gully. Fern Gully, wow. Fern Gully yeah. was 92. Aladdin was also 92, but it came out later. Are you sure? I can get uh, away on a semantics. If you believe IMDb. <laughs> it's by release date. I don't know. Which one did you record first? Ah, whatever. All right. I'll take the loss on that one. So what, am I one for four? You are one. Yes, you are one okay. for four. All right. Moving on to another one of your tattoos. Oh, boy. The Beastie Boys. Yes. I haven't so, finished the book yet, so if it's from the book. It's not from the book. Right. Now. I can ask you one of two questions. I'll give you the first one, and then if you don't want that, you can answer the second one. Can you name all eight of their studio releases? Doesn't have to be in order. Yes. Okay. Yes. The f four or five should be really easy. It's the later yeah. ones that you yeah. and I had to look up. No, I think you, you want to do it? 
Let me do sure. it. Okay. License to Ill. Yep. Paul's Boutique. Yep. I'm going to do it in order, too. Check your head. Yep. Ill Communication. Yep. Oh, this is where it gets tricky. Yep, this is where it gets tricky. Um, the Mix-Up? Yep. That's not in order, but... Oh. Um, you got three the five boroughs. I'll give you it. It's to the five boroughs. To the five boroughs, sorry. Uh, Hot Sauce Committee, Volume 1. Well, it's not actually Volume 1. Volume I'll two? Give you hot, I'll give you Hot Sauce Committee. It's Part 2. Part there 2, was, sorry. There was no Part 1. Right. All right. Um, I'll give you a hint on this one, too, if you want. Hold on. Wait, wait. wait. It's the one with Intergalactic on it. It's yep. the um, Hello Nasty. Yep. There you go. That was all eight of them. I didn't think you were going to get the mix up or hot sauce committee part two. Yeah, I'll give you the. I'll give you them. I, I've been. I've been because I got the Beastie Boys book. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. I, I, I highly recommend. I have. The, I want to get the audio book too, but I have the big, massive, hardback book. I got it for my birthday. Been mm-hmm. reading that, and then there is a Spotify playlist where somebody went through because they do a really good job of like outlining songs. And, and Dan told me this, right? So they. There's a playlist on Spotify where every song that's mentioned in the book is in this playlist. So okay. you get old school, like deep cut tracks that they use and sampled and everything. It's really good. So, well, that's. And, and then right. the. Oh, go ahead. When you sent me that, what was that 15 minutes documentary that's still ill? I watched that and I was like, all right, I definitely have to do some research because it has to be a Beastie Boys question because you have the cover of Check Your Head tattooed on your arm, shoulder, yeah. arm. Arm. Uh, what the picture was from the, Glenn E. Friedman. Yep. Yeah. What was who was the original drummer of the Beastie Boys? The very first iteration of the Beastie Boys. It was the drummer for Luscious Jackson. Yep. Um, her name. Man. I'll give it to you. Like I didn't think you were going to even get that because I was yeah. going to be like, yeah, she went on it. It's Kate Schellenbach. Yeah, that's right. Um, Which isn't and no, I'm trying to think of who. Yeah, yeah. What what famous term did they coin? That's the first published published version or per, published reference of this word appeared in the 1995 or the 1994 song of the same name and a 1995 issue of their magazine called Ground Ground or Grand Royale magazine. I didn't know this either. I, I had to go down deep down a rabbit hole to figure this one out. Do you know they coined the term mullet? No. The term mullet was never, there was no recorded use of the word mullet during the 80s when it was the mullet's height of fame. But in 1994, they released a song called Mullet Head. And then in the magazine, they referred to the mullet. And that's the one woman traced it back. That's the first recorded or print reference to the word mullet. I thought that was funny. There you go. All right, so I got a point. So we're tied. Yep, one one. We might have to stop this at eight questions because I'm out of questions. I'll be out of questions. All right. Um, and we touched on this already. Name. I should put two. This is going to be. You're going to get. Go ahead. This. I this don't care. Harder. Name one of the three latex Halloween masks I used to torture you with. It was George, Harry, and I don't remember who the demon was. That's what I, I wrote. I said Harry George, and I have no idea who the demon was. Yeah, because like Harry was the Harry was the, like the witch that kind of looked like a witch had sex with Gene Simmons. He then yep. like he wasn't really scared. George is the one in the skull that had the bleeding bleeding eyes, and then you had the demon that I left in the laundry. I threw down the laundry chute, and it got stuck under wet. Remember yeah. it, that it ruined it. Yeah. It got all moldy because it was under like the wet clothes down in the basement of the laundry chute. I still have. Um, George. George. The, the George. Oh, that thing's 40 years old. Oh, no, now. Harry. Harry's the one because he has longer hair. Harry is the, the skeleton. I thought George was, well, whatever. Whatever. But I still, right. I still have it. I will, I'm probably going to put it on, take a picture, and put it on Twitter. Okay. Um, all right. All right. So, so yeah. you got another point. So you're, you got two. But two I think, to one. again, we're going to have to stop after eight. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. All right. Next. Moving on to another of right. your favorite oh, boy. hip-hop artists of all time. Public Enemy. Mm. Can you name? Can't well. All right. So I have a different. I originally was going to have you name seven out of their thirteen albums, but I just had you name all the Beastie Boys <laughs> albums, and that was impressive enough. Where did Chuck D and Flavor Flav meet? That's a tough one. 
That might be an unfair question. Nah, that's that's good. Um, I was going to ask you what were the all the original members. Ooh, uh, that would that, that's that because li- you know the Terminator X wasn't it originally, and yeah, Sister Soldier and wasn't it. The first, the, the yeah, of, they, um, they don't technically count as members because they were just right. the dance squad, right? They, mm, I don't know, what did they mean? <laughs> they met at Adelphi University in New York while moving furniture for Chuck D's dad's moving business. Oh, there you go. Random. I was going to ask, what's Chuck D, Flavor Flav, and Terminator X's real names? Oh, I have no idea. Guess what? Chuck D's name is Charles. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Carlton. Carlton Ridenour is Chuck D. Flavor Flav is William Drayton Jr. And Terminator X is Norman Rogers. Well, there you go. You're still at one. You could have asked those. Yeah, I'm still at one. I'm still at one. All right. All right, this is a good one. <laughs> Who was the first real-life person to be made into a G.I. Joe action figure? Sergeant Slaughter. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> Damn right. Right. Ten, you really like that's see that's wheelhouse steve that's gi joe in early <laughs> wrestling like early wrestling i remember watching wrestling i remember watching hulk hogan body slam was it yokozuna was it hulk hogan that did it first or lex luther or luger i don't remember i don't remember he but barely Yoko's, got him off the ground yeah but ba- and yokozuna had to like jump <laughs> right just yeah, to make it, it look believable jumped. yeah so all right so i'm up what three to one two to one three to one three to one okay He's one of our all-time favorite actors of all time, writing such and also author writing such books as Tales from a Chin, The Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. What is Bruce Campbell's middle name? Christopher. Wrong. Lauren. Mm. L-O-R-N-E. Lauren. I was also going to I would also ask where where did he go to college? You would know that. South Dakota either. State. Western Michigan. <laughs> and when did he meet Sam Raimi? 1982. Well, I was going to say in high school, but close <laughs> enough. <laughs> All right. Going forward, any future qu- test questions cannot be middle names. All right? Okay. No more middle names. No more middle names. <laughs> that, I started enough. it. I understand. No more middle names. Unless it's, unless it's relevant to the, like, if it's uh, C. Thomas Howell, what does <laughs> C stand for? Yeah. I don't know. What does C stand for? I don't Charles? know. That's your, ne- that's your next question. No, fair enough. No, I just made it up. No, that's not your next question. All right, still three to one. Um, running out of things here. Um, who sang the Friends theme song? The Rembrandts. Damn it. <laughs> that's, again, wheelhouse, Steve. I know, I know Friends inside and out. All right. <laughs> I'm almost out of questions. All right, fair enough. I have a couple. I have a couple good ones left. All right, the nineteen eighty nine film "Say Anything," written and directed by Cameron Crowe, the theme for your wedding, the tattoo of the giant <laughs> silhouette on your on your uh, shin. You're, you're putting a lot of pressure. It's not on my shin, it's on my cap, but you're putting a lot of pressure Whatever. on the, the, my answer to this question. The legendary scene of him holding the boombox outside of Ioni Sky's window, Diane Court's character, or. Ioni Sky's character, Diane Court, was originally set to this song, and it was not in your eyes. It was Fishbone. What was, what's the song? I, I, <laughs> I know it was Fishbone. I don't know what Fishbone song it was. I'll give you half a point. I'll give you half a point. It was Fishbone. I know it was, I know it was Fishbone. I'm going to say Fishbone qu- before we finish the question. But. It was Question of Life, mm. which if you listen to, like, I went. I was like, wait, that doesn't really sound right. So I actually pulled up the American Film Institute keeps like these ridiculous production notes. Like anything that they mm-hmm. turn in, they scan and they and they add them in this giant archive. It was, Question of Life was it was cho- it was chosen because John Cusack didn't particularly like the scene. He felt it was too passive. It felt mm-hmm. it was a little cheesy. So he they used Fishbone because John Cusack was a massive Fishbone fan at the time. Oh, yeah. But if I think you he wears listen- a Fishbone shirt in. One of his movies. If it's not this one, it's in like uh, High Fidelity or whatever. One of them, yeah. But if, if you listen to the question, like completely different. Oh, he wears it to say anything. Scene. It, it's a completely different scene because it's not a romantic song <laughs> it at is all. Not. 
No. So when they and then they originally sent it to Peter Gabriel for clearance. He made like a rough cut, sent a videotape to him, and, and Peter Gabriel confused it with Wired, the John Belushi autobiography or biopic that was coming out, and refused it. And then, like, I think Cameron Crowe ended up flying to meet up with Peter Gabriel and explaining it to him and telling him the scene. And then Peter Gabriel allowed it to happen, which makes the scene iconic. Like, that's the song plus the the imagery plus the, the movie itself makes that scene legendary. But just one simple change of the song would have completely changed the entire context of it. So Agreed. Agreed. So okay. I get a half point there. You, don't you got So you're at 1.5 right now. And you have four. So I can't come back. So no. I'm going to give you one one last question, I think. I'm looking through. I guess I should have made up more questions because I didn't realize <laughs> you were going to steal my Ricky Henderson, Ricky Card question. You knew there was going to be a question about Ricky Henderson. You uh, knew that. Yeah, I thought, and that was going to be my first question. I was like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to go out at the, that right out of the gate. And then you come out right out of the gate with it. <laughs> um, in college, what color did I dye my hair? Blue, black, 123. Mm, it's 129, but I'll yeah. accept it. Yeah. This is when you had your Guido stash, too. I, I still have that that picture saved uh, on my phone. It's when I'm wearing the purple and navy blue rugby from back in the day. When I, I don't, yeah. it was the year after my ladies' frames. Jen with her giant poof and you with your comb over blue black. It was shaved on the size. It was, it was, I was trying to be more like Trent Reznor, <laughs> but with, uh, you know, with a barely grown mustache. Okay. So how many questions right, do we have left? I need a, Two? I need a, uh, I need a four-point question. Okay. Well, this isn't worth four points. I, but... I, I almost named the Beastie Boy albums in order. I was pretty close. You did. You did. I'll I give you that. Nasty. Yeah. Okay. So the Star War, the original Star Wars trilogy is one of our favorite trilogies of all time, favorite movies. We watched it countless times growing up. Can you name the directors of all three movies? No. <laughs> all right well, then okay it's, george lucas directed the first obviously i know that then, i knew he directed the first one but then he it was uh, who who directed empire was it kirshner irving kirshner i and the return of the jedi was richard marquand okay i knew two of the three yep that doesn't count okay i wanted all i don't three. get two-thirds i can get nope. up to like uh that would put me at 2.13 sure you got 2.13 Wait, that's not how math works. You got a third on that question. You're at 1.5. A third of a question is 0.33, so you're at 1.83. No, I got two-thirds of a question. I got Kirshner and Lucas. Oh. All right, so you're two point. All right, yeah, 2.13. That's <laughs> All right, give me another. You got any other good ones? I don't have anything else written down. Okay. What's what's Gene Wilder's real name? Eugene? No. <laughs> that's not. Spoiler alert, it's not Gene or Wilder. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. Why? Why would they? Why would they change it back at that time? When he first started acting, why would they change? Why would he change the name to get rid of a heritage? Probably. Oh right. His name was Jerome Silberman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's a good did one. Did you Did you know he was a world class fencer? I did not. Like Steve, I was reading about it. Like he was the first. He went to some like prestigious acting school in England and was the first freshman to win like the all school fencing title. Like came in and just whooped all these British dudes that like straight wow. up knew how to fence. Yeah. No idea. Did you know what what branch of military did he serve in? Coast Guard. Nope. Army. I'm making stuff up. I'm just guessing. Was was Gene Wilder ever nominated for an Academy Award? Hmm. No. Yes, he was for best adap- adapted screenplay for Young Frankenstein. Oh, right. I did. Yeah, I was like, yeah, holy crap! He co-wrote hey, that with Mel Brooks. With Mel Brooks, yeah, and yeah. Cons- because it's based on the actual Frankenstein legend, they got best ad- or nominated for best adapted screenplay. There you go. So, all right, those are all. I have one other ones. What does Weird Al Yankovic have his his degree in, and from what school? Oh, I have no idea. He was he went to Cal State Poly, which is or Cal yeah Cal Poly, Cal Poly State, yeah. which is like a really good school, and he has a degree in architecture. Mm. So there you go. So you have two point one three, and you have five. Well done. So I win. You win. Is Those are good dollar? questions. Do I get a dollar for that? Um, no. Okay, fair I enough. Can give you a dollar for the difference, I guess. No. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still debating the Ricky Henderson thing. I, I, I will I will take you at face value and say that you traded it for. Um, I never collected garbage Steve. Never. Yes, I never. I never, dude. I never got into them. Later in life, maybe, but not not at that time. Did I? Speaking of which, did I send you back your Avengers cards? My Marvel your, cards? No. Yeah. No. I swear I not. did. No. You said that the last time I you asked me that question. I was like, no, dude, you never gave them back to me. I did. No, you I didn't. know I did. They're probably at Dad's house, unless no. he threw them out. If Dad threw out all of our baseball cards, he threw out thousands of dollars. No, no. I, I still have the baseball card somewhere. You have all that, mine? That, that maroon thing that opens up. I don't have yours. Oh, because I used and to have, have my, my score binders. when I bought the apple basket full of football cards. Yep. It had the Bubba Smith and the Fran Tarkenton and all that. O.J. Simpson. Ahmad Rashad. You have all those? Yeah. Well, they're in the, the – I had this. I think it was like Major League Baseball. Like it has like pictures all over the outside yeah. binder, and they're all in those. They're all in the back. I only put cards on the front, like the front of the page, and those are all hidden on the back of one of the pages. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm not giving them back to you. <laughs> they're not <laughs> worth anything now. Like I'm, they might be because they're 40 years old, 50 years old. Some of well, those, and there but, are a bunch of Hall of Famers in there. Yeah, but they're not rookie cards. You know what I mean? Like the right, Paul yeah, War, yeah. the Paul Warfield cards, not a rookie card or anything. Right. So, but there's like, yeah, there's some good ones in there. And Steve, all right, so you, I, I, I think I have like OJ when he played for the Niners. Yeah, nope, it was a Bills one. Was it? Yeah, it's definitely a Bills one. I, I can remember just by looking at it, because I think it's a picture of him running in the old school white helmet with the red bison yeah, on the side. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. I think it's that one. But I used to have a lot of those. But I saw that you, not to change subjects too quickly, but I saw you like the tweet that I put out about the Game of Thrones thing. If you get a chance, Steve, watch. It's called The Last Watch. I started watch. watching it after you texted me. I started watching it. What's it called? End of Watch? The Last Watch. Like The, the Last Watch. That's what I think anybody whoever badmouths the way it ended having having differences with the creative and narrative choices are one thing but to tell like to claim that these people mailed it in because of a water bottle being slightly visible for a split second like (laughs) go watch that and just look the amount of work and time and effort and blood and sweat and tears goes into that show and then you really understand what most people don't. Most people who right. watch things don't understand what it takes to make something like that. And that that documentary is that's my that's my wheelhouse, Steve. I love watching the st- that kind of stuff. The behind like, the scenes stuff. I love it, and I, and I I I still probably have about a half hour left in it. But like watching the table read when they first go through it, and spoiler alert when when varies the, the the actor that plays varies learns that he learns that he dies and he kind of just slaps shut the the script and throws, it, thro- in the, throws th- it in the middle of the table and everybody like leans over to him and like puts their head on his shoulder and yeah. stuff like that like these people have spent the better part of a decade for yeah. months and months on and and to to claim that you they mailed it in or you know how to do it better than they do is yeah this asinine. And I, I think, that, and I think that's a great point. I, and I'm, I'm glad they did that. I didn't watch it. I watched it up till like they're starting to get in a lot of production, like building the sets and stuff, which yeah. I think is cool. But I just, you know, it was, uh, yeah. I just got tied up in other stuff. But even the, you know, the Kit Harrington kind of getting emotional when they got him. Everybody kind of reads how the whole thing ends. Yeah, I thought that was. Yeah, and you're right. There, nobody was phoning it in. Mm-mm. These guys were working their tail off, and they were doing the equivalent of like eight feature films right these these yeah. things varied in length from what 50 to a like eight, an hour and eight, 50 minutes to yeah. like 90 minutes yeah. 80 minutes was the finale or something like that yeah. like with tremendous production value like yeah cgi and dragons and and they did eight of those the last season and then they averaged about what 10 episodes a season for the not uh, it was before it. it was a hard 10 i think seven may have been a little bit shorter but it was a hard 10 each season so it was 10 hours. I mean, that's the equivalent, and I don't know about time, but I think about the number of chapters, if you will. I mean, that's like making a Harry Potter, like, eight movies every year. Yeah. No, I agree. Harry Potter did it over the, the, the span of 10 years, and they did eight movies. Right? And these guys were doing eight of these in a calendar year. 
So well, yeah, it's, it's on, impressive I'm, what they pulled off. I'm pulling out the Game of Thrones IMDb right now just to see, like, because they they'll give you how many hours it actually is. Like that's how I figured out Band of Brothers was like nine hours and fifty eight minutes. But hold on, no, I, it's not fifty seven minutes. Thanks stupid all right it doesn't have it all but 73 episodes and even if you just ballpark that each one was a an hour just to average out some of them that are a little bit shorter you're talking about 73 or 730 hours of movies like that's ridiculous and most of it 95 percent of it 97 percent of it was almost flawless I, I just it, it, people started telling me like normal people that have never I don't want to say normal but people that have never worked on a set or worked on a film set or a project like that well not even like that just any project in general and you see right. what it takes to even make a good eight minute short film is two weeks of people's time and effort right. of being on set and then the countless hours of post and pre-production that goes into it it's just when when somebody that one of my friends actually walked up and he doesn't really know that much about it he was like i think they should have ended it this way and i was like dude the hubris on you to, <laughs> to walk in that you have no training you have no idea what goes into this and you think you know how to end this better than people that have been winning emmys for right. a decade so i just want to put that out there just because i just watched it too and it feels poignant it, so. it, i think it's important that it shows you how fickle people can be like about so stuff like you can so quickly fickle. lose track and appreciation like oh i don't like the way it ended i want sure. to redo the last season i'm gonna sign a petition nah just because no. you didn't like it doesn't mean it wasn't good yeah you didn't it, like it what right do you have you're the consumer you have right. no you have no yeah. right like you don't you don't walk in like you don't go to a restaurant and then if the chef prepares your meal the wrong way you don't walk back there and be like you should probably have made it this way first like <laughs> right. no but it's the same, Steve. It, it's just one of those things that shows that fans don't always know what they're talking about. Like the the casting. Did you see that Robin Pattinson or Robert Pattinson was just cast as the new Batman? Batman. Yeah. What? Why? Because he's a like. Why is everybody so up in arms? Because he was a vampire in one movie. Has has anybody watched any of the smaller independent stuff that he's done since then? The dude is a fantastic actor. It's the same people that claimed Heath Ledger was going to ruin the role of the Joker. There were people <laughs> right, like, oh, and it was really? the best performance. What of the most the Joker. Icon, uh, most iconic villain performances in the history of cinema? Like I don't want to get into like superlatives and be like top five, but it's clearly in the discussion for top ten of villain performances of all times, and everybody was up in arms that they did the guy from Brokeback Mountain is going to play a clown prince of crime. I can't believe on this side, and then. <laughs> It's, just, it's the same people that said Michael Keaton was going to be a disaster as Batman. Sure, it may have not been your Batman because he wasn't giant and muscle-bound. and, and Right. You, you know what I mean? But he was great. Still probably to this day my favorite version of Bruce Wayne slash Batman because I don't need the brooding. I guess the Dark Knight always does brood, but I liked that version more so than right. I liked even the Christian Bale yeah. one. So people are dumb. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then the crowd, the mob mentality. One person was like, "Oh, we should have done this," and all of a sudden, five hundred other people were like, "Oh, it was dumb." Yeah, yeah it's it's and and the thing that they're doing with the Sonic movie, the they're going back because and they're redesigning the character to be more faithful to the 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 video game version. They're putting these poor graphic like graphic artists and the animators and stuff through hell just because the internet decided that they didn't like it. And I think I think it just sets such a dangerous precedent or precedent for films going forward that now people on Twitter and on social media think they have a voice and a right to voice their opinion about things. And once the studios start taking those to heart, which I, I get it's a business and you need to make money and you want to appease the fans. But once you start doing that, it, it's a slippery slope. Agreed. Agreed. Out. And doing some research, I was going to, when I gave you the G.I. Joe question, I was going to, you know, the G.I. Joe and Transformers movie were done by the same production company in the yep. same year. Yep. And they were both designed that they were going to have the, the hero killed, right? So, spoilers, everybody. Optimus Prime dies in the yep. Transformers movie. But Duke also was going to die in the G.I. Joe movie. And they actually animated it. If you watch, um, 
Duke actually dies instead of going into a coma. Mm-hmm. So if you watch it with the sound off, you're like, oh, crap, Duke's dead. And then mm-hmm. what they did with the audio is they were like, oh, he's in a coma. Just kidding. Just kidding. Because of, I think, the way it tested or somebody saw it and they're like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have Duke die. So they put him in a coma instead. Makes sense. So it's yeah, it's it's interesting when you start to like who like when you're when you're creating something, all of a sudden you start one thing, all of a sudden you start getting feedback, and you're like, yeah. how much? When do you change? When you don't change? When do you keep true yeah. to what it, the story is and all that? Agreed. It's Agreed. tricky. Well, and audiences when... are audiences are audiences are interesting. So yeah. as we wrap up, and there's one other thing. And so if you like that Beastie Boy thing I sent you, and I, I think I posted that on Twitter, I'll post another one I watched this morning. It just happened to be one of those that came up in YouTube, like, hey, you liked mm-hmm. 25, uh, you know, still ill after 25 years or whatever. Um, there was an interview for, I'll have to find it. It was for like a serious show with just, with just um, Ad Rock. Okay. And it's awesome. Like, it's like 20 minutes. They're talking about hip hop. They're talking about the guy asked him, like, hey, is this beat from Paul Revere really uh, this beat? And, and Ad, Ad Rock goes on to say, no, that beat was actually might have even been made with my drum machine, but completely <laughs> different. It, it's really good. Like, it, it gets into and, – and he's so charismatic, right, Ad Rock, and he's just like – I don't listen to new hip-hop. Like, I, right. hip-hop is for 20-year-olds. It's very timely. I, I just – I don't and no, and, and, and 20-year-olds shouldn't care what I think. Right, they should. I mean, he's like, and, at the, and this is like a four-year-old interview. It's just, it's really good. So right. I've been post getting watch into watching some of these these things on on YouTube lately. So I'll post that on our on our Twitter. My my YouTube recommendations are so skewed because I watch Building the Browns on that, so it puts me like Browns highlights, and then Brody watches stuff on it, so it gives me like, here you might like Blippy and, and little baby bum bum songs, and then it's other <laughs> weird stuff, and then it was like you might like Beastie Boys, check your head, and all this stuff. So. <laughs> hard all right all right well i think that'll do it that was a fun uh, trivia episode maybe we'll try doing these like once a month or whatever um sure. so again you can you can follow us on twitter uh at matchwits uh you can go to our website matchwits.com that's w-i-t-t-s.com or again at matchwits on twitter uh please rate review follow do all that good stuff through your podcasting apps whether it be the himalaya app spotify itunes google play etc uh, and with that, I think that'll do it. Till next I, time. I bid you a uh, adieu. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.